0: Okay. Let's start. Uh, I think today's important uh, topic that I would say is something that we all humans by default keep doing it. We do it so much in our lives. Like, you know, just like the way we breathe, just like the way we talk. We also do this. We do this like As if it is our birthright. And uh, the same thing God is going to talk to us today about what you do, that same thing can come upon you. That is, how are we going to be judged? Judgment, right? We keep judging a lot of things in our lives. We judge people. We judge situations. We judge others' lives. We judge our own lives. We judge our friends' lives. We judge the movies. We judge everywhere we go. We are constantly in the mode of judging everybody. Get into what the Lord wants to talk to us today, to all of us, is about the judgment that we keep doing, right? And how we will be judged as well on a constant basis. How are we being judged? We all need to understand this so let's first go to first peter fourth chapter 17th verse and we'll start from there <clears throat> first peter 4:17
1: mm-hmm. for the time has come for judgment and it must begin with god's household And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news?
0: Okay. What does this mean here? So does this mean that we are already being judged? Does it mean that the judgment has already started in this world? Yes. So the time has come for judgment and it must begin with God's household, which means people who know God People who say we know Lord Jesus Christ, we know Bible, we know the scriptures. Judgment would start from there. All of us are listening to the Word of God. This word that is coming to us, the way we are receiving it, the way we understand it, the way we start implementing it, will d- decide whether we are going to fall into God's t- judgment or not. This word will give a testimony about us if we are living according to it or not. It's not people who are judging us here. It is the Father in heaven who is going to judge each one of us. Whether we know the scriptures or not, which means here today we are what? Ten of us. So the ten people who are listening to this sermon versus the remaining whatever population who is not listening to the sermon, all of us will be judged by the Father in heaven. He will not think that because these people did not know me, I won't judge them. No, because what God has done in this whole world is, even a common layman, if you go and ask, he will say what is good and what is bad. For that, he doesn't need to know the scriptures going and killing a person is treated to be bad now how did this be this uh, you know become uh, something that even a common man on the streets would know even the beggar would say that he, things are unfair with him whereas someone who has a house and a car they, he will say that they they are living better than me that is good and this is bad how is he able to differentiate which means Every human being knows, understands the meaning of good and bad. Then why is it that they end up doing what is bad? So when they know what is good and bad, when they know to lie is bad, to stick to truth is good. They know hypocrisy is not right. They know having greediness in us is bad, but still they continue to be greedy. Still, they continue to be lying. They continue to be hypocrites, continue to live in anger. And then they say we are unable to overcome. All these things will be judged by him. So today, what we are going to understand is, how are we going to be judged? For this, you need not be a Christian. You need not be someone who knows Bible. For being judged, it is enough if you are a human being. And you are being created by the heavens, by the Father who is sitting in the heaven. And you are listening to the wisdom which is spread across the world. The nature that we all see is the creation of God. Everybody knows it. When there is a flood, how much can the technology or the science stop the flood? You can't stop the water currents. You cannot stop the nature from doing what it decides to do. Now, what is all that? That is God's creation. That means a person who is created by the Father in heaven will be judged. And we should thank God because today he is going to teach us how we are going to be judged. By listening to this message the way we all have to perceive this and understand is, let me not do these things because of which I might be judged. I might fall into judgment. So I will thank God that he has brought this word to me today to help me to be careful about these areas, right? So 1 Peter 4 chapter seventeenth verse is saying, for the time has come for judgment, And it must begin with God's household. We are that God's household who are listening to the word. Now, there might be a question that might come across into our head now. Saying, okay, because I know this word, God is saying it will begin from household. So, it was good. I had not known this is a choice we can make. But God is saying in the next line, if judgment begins with us, what a terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news. Which means people who do not know this are even in a terrible state. At least we know, First Peter 4 chapter 17th verse, God is saying that the judgment will begin from us, but at least we have a way to come out of it. We have a way to protect ourselves. What is, it, what is more terrible is about those people who don't even know that there is something called as judgment. There is something called as the way we will be judged. And there is something called as the way we can protect ourselves from being judged. They don't even know that. So, what are we going to be thankful for? That God, at least I'm in, in this word. At least I'm able to understand what you're talking to me. At least. At the least, I'm able to realize where I'm going wrong and correct myself and transform. If I've been lying all these years, since your word is very clearly telling me, do not lie, I'll stop lying, my father. I don't want to fall into your judgment because whatever you say is for my own benefit. Let's read 1 Peter first chapter 23 to 25.
1: First Peter 1, 23 and 25. Mm -hmm. For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God.
0: Yes. Can you stop there, Debbie? Mm -hmm. From where is this new life coming to all of us? The new life is a life which is different from what we have been living in the past. There has to be a difference. That is the reason why we are being consecrated from the darkness of this world. We are separated from the world and brought into the light because he wants us to be born again, new creation, right? For you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. We have to have a difference between what we did in the past versus what we are doing now, the fruit, the reward. Is greater, right? And your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. This word has been in the beginning. Can we go to John, first chapter, now? Mm -hmm. John, first chapter, Mm -hmm. first verse.
1: John 1, verse 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God.
0: The Word was God. So where was this Word? This Word was with God. And this Word came into the earth, onto the earth. It came in the form of a human being to show us that a person who is filled with the Word of God will look like Jesus Christ. Anybody who is having that transformation in them, they will look like Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus Christ is nothing but the wisdom that was with the Father in heaven, which came into the world. This wisdom is an experiential knowledge that the Lord, the Father in heaven has sent for us. We consider this to be a religion, but no He came as a human being, irrespective of what religion we belong to. He came as a human being and showed us that if the word of the father is filled in you, look, this is how you will behave. You will talk in the right way. You will use the right words. You will discern everything. You will bear the humiliations and the insults. Any kind of blame that comes to you, you will endure. You will show perseverance. You will show patience. And you will still wait for the Father in heaven to do that judgment upon you. That's why, what did the Father in heaven call about Lord Jesus Christ? He said, there is no sin in him. He is blameless. There is no spot or a blemish in Lord Jesus Christ. That's the judgment that the father in heaven released about the word that that came into this earth and faced the temptations. Did, Did he not face temptations? Did he not go through the way the devil keeps tempting each one of us today? Even he went through the same temptations, but he... Did not give in to those temptations and we end up falling into the temptations. That's the difference. Because that difference is there, this word is coming to us today and saying, listen, if you don't behave like the way this word is asking you to behave, you are going to fall into judgment. Now we should analyze and look at our lives and say, why are there certain glitches in our lives? Why do we struggle in certain things? Why is it that there are some pain points that we are unable to give up? Why is it that a weakness in me is dragging me, even though there are nine other strong points in me, that one small weakness is dragging me? The difference is he showed obedience, I show delayed obedience. Lord Jesus Christ Showed obedience. That's it. There was no because, there was no but, there was no if. But what we do is we show, yes, I want to do this, but I'm unable to do this. I don't want to speak, but I end up doing this. If my mood is good, then I will listen to the sermon. Otherwise, I will ignore the sermon we have so many conditions but lord jesus christ did not perform the word conditionally he just did it he just went ahead fulfilling the will of the father in his life now we all have to analyze why are we not able to do that now this word which is from the beginning has come to us and now let's go back to first peter first chapter 23rd verse and read it now again.
1: First Peter
0: 1.23. Yes.
1: For you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God.
0: This new life that we have got is coming from the eternal word. This word existed in the beginning. Genesis 1st chapter 1st verse, John 1st chapter 1st verse is clearly indicating that this word has been existing since then, even before the heavens and earth were formed, even before the plants and the trees were formed, even before the living organisms were formed, even before Adam was created, this word existed. And we are relying upon that word which gives which is eternal, which doesn't have a death. So when we live according to that word, don't you now understand that we will also get into that eternal life? That is what God is saying to us. But listen, you are listening to this word, which will give you eternal happiness, eternal joy, eternal peace, eternal rest. You will die once. There is no second death. Because Lord Jesus Christ died once and then he was resurrected. Now, where do we want to stand? Do we want to stand in that second death? Or do we want to have just one death to this body and the soul will live eternally? We all want to be with our father. We are all those lost prodigal sons who are really looking forward to returning back to our father in heaven, right? That is the reason why God is showing us a way to come back to us. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. Now let's read 24th verse. Mm -hmm. Verse
1: 24. As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades.
0: 25.
1: But the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you.
0: Yes, that is the good news that was preached to you. Now, how are we going to be judged? We will be judged based upon the way we are hearing the word of God. When you, are, when you or me are listening to the word of God, when we are paying attention and listening carefully to this word of God, At that very moment, we are all being judged because this word will come with a conviction. When we wholeheartedly receive the rebuke and discipline without getting offended, without getting frustrated, without getting tired, that means that word will go and tell the father that my child, she has received the word wholeheartedly she has opened her heart to fill me inside her. Hence, she is done a good job. This is what the word will go and testify about us to the Father in heaven. This word is nothing but Lord Jesus Christ that we all know. Right? This, this is very important. So the first point today we will see is judged while hearing what is being preached. The first point is judged while hearing what is being preached. So the good news that the father of of heavens is sending to us, which is the word of God, will come to us. And that word is going to be judging us based on how we are hearing to the word. Hence, if we did not know this till today, it's fine. At least now we know it. So we let's start fixing the way we are receiving it, the way we are understanding it, the way we are confessing, the way that conviction is coming to us. Let's accept it. Let's read Jeremiah 23, 29. Jeremiah
1: 23, 29. <clears throat> Does not my word burn like fire, says the Lord? Is, not, is it not like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock to pieces?
0: Yeah. So why is he saying that my word is like burning fire? Where is love in this? Because God so loved the world. We'll go to even that verse today. Even that word, that verse is also going to judge each one of us. Right now, does not my word burn like fire? We will be pushed into this fire to see how much we can endure, how much we can take the rebuke, how much we can really persevere during the times of tribulation and trouble. Because this world is going to test each one of us to make us as pure as possible. The gold will be refined will be put into fire. We are that precious to the Father in heaven. Hence, the word that comes to us is like the burning fire. And is it not like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock into pieces? This rock is our stubborn heartedness. The stiff neck nature and attitude of ours. The anger that is in us will be broken by this word when we submit the anger to the word when the rebuke is coming to us and we say, yes, I have anger in me, without your knowledge, the word has started working in you. Because the word has started working in you, you want, you are reminded constantly, no, don't get angry. Jaya, don't react. Stay calm. No, you shouldn't have spoken like this. You, You repent for it. You ask God to forgive you. No, let me not lie anymore. Let me not be rude to anyone anymore. We may not become perfect, but at least you have taken one step. When you take this step to say no to those mistakes and and the weaknesses that are repeatedly coming to you, that's a very good beginning. Now, you have to be careful here. When you start getting these thoughts, right? Right? Jaya, no, don't get angry. Jaya, you shouldn't have spoken like this. Don't repeat this. During this point also, the devil will interfere here. You know what the devil is going to talk to us? When we say, no, I shouldn't have spoken like this. Why do I keep repeating it? The devil will say, you know what? This is very tough. Just give up. There's so much of stress and pressure on you that this word, this word keeps reminding you not to do this but you know you're a human being and it's obvious they are speaking so badly about you you will get angry they're not listening to you so you it's it's bound that you will react in such a manner they are doing injustice with you you are bound to ask for justice and hence you will speak up like this it is fine jaya you are doing right keep the word aside See, the devil is constantly walking along with you every single step. That is the temptation. When the devil is talking to us like this, the only thing we have to say is, I have lived this kind of a life for all these years. Now, I'm not going to listen to my thoughts anymore. No, I will not. Father, I know I'm failing. I know I'm falling down, but I believe in you. And I know you will help me because I have taken a decision, Lord. And without your strength, I cannot overcome this. This is the way to work it out. There's nothing to feel stressed about failing. It's okay if you fail once or twice. But every single single time you fail and fall, what is more important is the way you get up and move forward. Get up and move forward. Don't get into condemnation. Condemnation is a sin. Never get into condemnation. The devil comes to give you condemnation repeatedly. All right? Now, if you see Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine, it clearly says this word is like the fire and a hammer which comes to smash your weaknesses. Now, this kind of word, The way we are receiving, we will be judged. Let's go to Acts 24, 24 now. Acts 24, verse 24.
1: A few days later, Felix came back with his wife drusilla who was jewish sending for paul they listened as he told them about faith in christ jesus
0: yes what what are what is happening here felix and his wife drusilla who who were jewish came for paul and they wanted to hear the word of god they wanted to know what paul is speaking i think even we all experienced if you remember in Canada, when we all came here, there were so many people who walked in to hear the word of God, right? They wanted to know what, what we are preaching. They wanted to know what the word of God is. They, they experienced so many things in their lives, right? Now, when you're hearing the word of God, what are you doing about it is very important because you will be judged by the way you're hearing. To this word there were so many people who heard on the mountain who sat with Lord Jesus Christ and who heard him while he was speaking where are those people now do we even know where they are are those not the people who said uh, you know uh, crucify him when the king asked if you know I don't find anything wrong in him in this man he is innocent, I can release him and we can take Barnabas. They said, no, we want Barabba to be released, in turn crucify this man. These were the people who were on the mountain, who listened to what he was preaching, who ate that bread and fish, who saw several miracles. Right? Even in verse 24 of Acts, 24th chapter, Felix and his wife, they themselves chose to come and listen to what Paul is speaking. Now, what would Paul speak? Let's go to Acts 24, 20, uh, 20, 20, Acts 20, 20, 20, verse 20 and verse 21.
1: <laughs> Acts twentieth chapter 20 and 21. Yeah. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus.
0: Go on, Debbie, 22.
1: And and now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me
0: except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. So Mm -hmm. if you see here, right, what Paul is saying is, I won't take one step back because people don't like what I'm talking. I will speak the truth. I have witnessed the truth. I will speak the truth. Whether I speak the truth or not, the truth will remain the truth. Just because people deny it, Just because people will not accept it, I will not shrink back from speaking whatever I have heard and whatever I have witnessed. Irrespective of where I am, I will be the same. This is integrity. This is being upright. And this is a very important character we all have to have. If we know the truth, stand for it. And that's what uh, Apostle Paul was doing. And that's what even Deepa did. Wherever she went, no matter where she was standing, we met several big pastors in US as well. We met here. No matter where we are, Deepa stood. She she taught even each one of us to stand according to what we have experienced, not according to what she has experienced. You know, our faith... This is what I have learned. And this is what the word of God has taught me is my faith should not be the basic foundation for you to believe in in the Lord. You should build and work out on your faith. Your faith should become your foundation to believe and have hope in the word of God, have hope on God. Nobody should influence my faith Nobody should influence your faith. And the way we build our faith should be on that foundation, which is Lord Jesus Christ, right? That is what he is saying. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks alike. It's the same message. What is that message? Necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Repent from your sins, turning away turning towards God. That means the word of God comes to help us to repent for our sins. Every single time when we are listening to the word of God, it's coming to give a conviction. Because in Jeremiah 23rd chapter 29th verse, it clearly says that the word that is coming to us is like the fire and like a hammer. Now this hammer and fire, will come to break our weaknesses. And when it is coming, it will show. Look, in you are hidden these sins. Accept them. And when I accept, I'm actually repenting. And when I'm repenting, I'm turning towards God. Simple. There's nothing extra here. And this will lead us into perfection. Now, when Paul spoke like this, go to Acts 24, 25 now. Now we know Felix and his wife were called, they themselves called for Paul and they were asking Paul to talk about the word. And when Paul was speaking all this, now 25, Acts 24, 25.
1: 25. As he reasoned with them about righteousness and self control and the coming day of judgment, Felix became frightened. Go away for now, he replied. When it is more Convenient, I'll call you again.
0: What did Felix do here? He called Paul and he said, I want to hear to the word of God. And that word of God that was coming to Felix was like the fire, was like the hammer, and it was a rebuke, it was a discipline, it was chastening, which was all together the love of God. Yes, God loves us. That is why he sent his word to each one of us so that we know how to live. We forget that part where it says we should know how to live like him. But we remember saying God loves us, God loves us. God loves you, that's why he rebukes you. God loves you, that's why he sends the word again and again to us so that we can repent from our sins and turn towards him. Right. So when Felix heard the word that was coming to him, this word, which is like fire, was filled with righteousness. It said how to live a righteous life. This word should teach us how to live, not the way we have been living. We should realize where we are going wrong and transform according to what the word is speaking. And this word was reasoning about self-control. Self-control means you want to lie, but you don't lie because you remember the word of God is saying don't lie. That means self-control. You're tempted towards doing something, but you say, no, I don't want to do this because I have been doing this and I have faced quite a lot in my life. Now, because God has commanded that I should not do this, I won't do it. That means you are having a self-control. This word teaches. The word of God teaches self-control. When self-control was coming in that word and and Paul was talking about the coming day of judgment, what happened to Felix? He became frightened. Now, the whole world. I was actually connecting this to with my own life and the experiences that I have had. A lot of times... When there is a tough word coming to us, what we tend to do is we'll say, oh, this word is too much. I mean, they talk always about, you know, repentance and turning. No, this is all. I, I don't think this is how it should be. No, God loves us. That's it. God loves us. And he has given us once for all, he died and we are off from sin and we can continue to live. But what does Romans 6, 1 say? Can you read Romans 6, 1?
1: Mm -hmm. romans 6 verse 1 well then should we keep on sinning so that god can show us more and more of his wonderful grace
0: of course course not not. Mm -hmm. yeah since we have died to sin how can we continue to live in sin it's like you're going and living in the graveyard now what do we say now when God so loved the world, yes, he loved the world. That's why he sent the word. That's why he sent Jesus Christ, so that the world can live. So why are we, why are we still going and living in sin, which is already dead? Now, we need to analyze and see. So many times when, when we start judging the teachings and the preachings, right? When the truth is coming to us, we don't want to receive it. Because we are comfortable in where we are standing. But what we forget and fail to understand is we are falling into judgment irrespective of whether we are accepting the truth or not. Nobody can change that. So instead of doing all that, I I told you, right? My faith should be based on my own experience. Where does my confidence come from? Because of my experience in the world. Okay. In the word of God is saying that give up your weaknesses, repent and turn. Let me do that. Let me do that and eat the reward of what would happen if I do what the word is saying. And I did that. I didn't question this word because this word gave me deliverance from a weakness, from a sickness, from a, a disease that was with me for years together. When it gave me that deliverance, I said, okay, let me do what this word is saying and let me experience it. And that's when I started working out and seeing how my faith started growing in this word. I Nobody influenced me except the word of God. The word of God gave me an experience. That became my foundation. That gave me confidence. And my confidence today when I'm speaking comes not because of an effective speaker, but comes because of this good news, the gospel that has given me an assurance that told me that, listen, good news is Jaya, you are having the word which is going to give you an eternal life. So get up. Why are you sad for a small thing in your life? You have a greater reward which is in heaven, which is waiting for you. So, which is the crown of righteousness that is waiting. You know, Paul also talks about it, which is waiting in the heaven. So wait for that righteousness crown to fall on you. And when when there is a greater hope, why are you looking at a small situation in front of you and getting scared of it, getting worried about it? Endurance. Every situation is teaching us endurance. So when a situation comes it is the time to be glad and rejoice rejoice that there is a situation in our life not everyone would know this because through that situation you are travelling towards being crowned as a righteous person this is the good news right now the felix here when he heard all this he was frightened you should be frightened about the sins that you're doing not about the punishment that's going to come upon you that is what felix failed to understand in acts 24 chapter 25th verse felix got frightened about the punishment because of the sin that is in him we shouldn't be like him let's be afraid of doing what is what is sinful rather than getting scared of what we have to see at a later point of time This is very, very important. And when we do this, that's where our salvation will begin. Salvation will come only when we receive the word in the right way. So let's say we are listening to the word of God every week. We are listening to the sermons every week. Every single day, you have to guard your salvation. And that salvation you can guard only based on the way we are protecting that word and receiving that word. So receiving the word of God in the right way is very, very important. And when do we do that? This is the time. Because in 1 Peter 4th chapter, 17th verse, we said the time of judgment has come. And the time for salvation is also now. Let's read 2 Corinthians six chapter, 1st and 2nd verses now.
1: Second Corinthians 6, and which verse? 1 and 2. 1 and 2. As God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God mm-hmm. says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation.
0: Amen. Today is the day of salvation. You read this verse tomorrow, it will still be today is the day of salvation. You read after 10 years, that day will be the day of salvation, which means every single day while we are living on this earth, that is the day of salvation, which means salvation is still the day we are alive on this earth. Every day is a day of salvation. One day we falter, we lose the salvation. God is saying, don't get into this. Don't get into this. You are precious to me. I have chosen you. I have called you by your names to give you this salvation. And today is that right time. This is the right time. As God's partners, we beg you. Not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. The grace that we are talking about, that grace is nothing but repent and turn towards him. As Paul spoke in Acts 20th chapter 20 and 21 verses. That is the meaning of grace. Grace is not that you continue to sin, you go away from God. I will still keep following you and I will keep saving you. No. Once we go away from God, we are going towards the devil who is on the opposite side. The devil would not give us any grace. The devil would not leave us in peace. We need to remember this. And this is the truth. This is going to judge us. Now, the way we are receiving this word, the way we are receiving, you know, now what is happening? Whichever word I'm reading, we are reading together. That word is standing in front of you, Debbie. That word is standing in front of Dan. It's standing in front of Grandma. It's standing in front of Kenny and Akriti. That word now, when it is standing in front of you, how are you receiving it? Based on that, we will be judged. We receive it in a right way saying, Lord, no, I want to be in your hands. Yes, I want to be rebuked. Because I know, Father, You are my father. And in Hebrews 12, chapter 5, you remember that the father loves you and that's why he disciplines you. Lord, I will receive your rebuke because I know you want me to have an eternal life. That is why your good word is coming to me. This is how we need to continue to receive. And when, the, when that word is coming to us, what does Dan pray? He says, Holy Spirit God, please help us understand. Why do we ask help from the Holy Spirit God? Because he is the helper that has been given to each one of us. He is the one who can interpret and translate the true meaning of the word. He alone can lead us into repentance. Only the Holy Spirit can help us realize and repent. If I want to repent, for sure, I would not repent, but I would get into self-pity. So it's always important that I le- that I lean upon the Holy Spirit. So when this Holy Spirit is only given for us to depend on and he's our helper, are we grieving him? Grieving him by rejecting his advice. Then we will be judged. Because the word of God says. There is forgiveness for those who have rejected the son of God. But there is no forgiveness for those who have rejected the Holy Spirit. So how are we dealing with the Holy Spirit is very important. Let's read John 16 chapter 8 verse.
1: John 16, verse 8. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming
0: judgment. This is exactly what Paul was also preaching to uh, Felix. Now, why did Felix get scared of it then? Because if the word of God has only come to declare God's righteousness and to show that we are not like the creation, creator, and if it is coming to cause conviction, why should anyone get offended? Why should anyone walk away from this truth? That means you will be judged by this very scriptures that we are talking about today. Let's go to 2 Peter 1st chapter 5 and 6. First
1: Peter 2 verse 5 and 6. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's mm. more, you are his holy priests.
0: No, 2 Peter, 1st chapter, 5th verse. Oh, 1 Peter, 1st chapter? 2, 2 Peter. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. 2 Peter,
1: Peter 1, 5 and 6. Yeah. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Mm -hmm. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone.
0: Yeah. What does it say here? The Holy Spirit which is giving us this conviction, what is it going to teach each one of us? Moral excellence. Moral excellence is nothing but when the word is coming to us and giving us a conviction, we start cleaning our inside. We start gaining certain, capable, certain good attributes which will tell us, okay, I think I have to start changing the way I have been thinking my attitude towards certain things has always been negative. My perception towards certain things has always been wrong. Yes, I am wrong. You know, it takes a great deal of courage for uh, for people to come into this kind of acceptance because the ego and pride that the devil has filled each one of us is so strong that this ego and pride in us will never allow us to get into this acceptance levels even when we are saying there is something that is making us feel so bad about it that we don't we don't we're really not happy that we have confessed that yes Morally, I have not been right. It becomes very difficult because the devil does not want us to get into that moral excellence. But, you know, the word of God is coming only for us to gain that moral excellence. And people who have this moral excellence, what would happen there? Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge. So your moral excellence, you have to supplement it with knowledge of the word of God. Yes, the word of God says this, let me do this. Because the word of God is telling me, let me start practicing it. And when you gain that kind of a knowledge of the... So today when we are hearing all this word, you're gaining knowledge. Right now, each one of you is gaining knowledge. Now he's saying, now that you know... This is how I have to do. Now that we know, okay, the word of God is coming to me so that I can repent and turn towards God. This is knowledge. So this knowledge that I have got, what should it induce to you? Knowledge with self-control. So when I want to repent, I have to, I'm supposed to accept my mistake, realize where I have been doing this and then get into... Confessing it in front of God. This is repentance. Repentance is accept your mistake, realize where and all we have been doing, and confess it in front of the Lord through the help of this Holy Spirit, which will give you self control. And this self control will be replaced with patient endurance. You will endure. You know you're being humiliated. You know you cannot bear something that is happening around you. But still, because you have gained moral excellence, because you've gained knowledge, because you have gained self-control, you are in the process of enduring, learning to endure. Now you will have godliness. Because you're not reacting, people will start observing you. People will start seeing this change in you. That will reflect each one of your godliness. And this godliness will show affection towards one another. So even though a person is blaming you, you still tend to show love towards him. And this brotherly affection is nothing but the love that is reflected around you. God is saying, this is how you have to grow. Now this word will say, okay... Jaya is doing all this that I have spoken to her. So, she's doing good. No, Jaya is not doing any of these. That means she is not yet a righteous person. This is how we will be judged. The, The next verse says, The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ we want to be useful to people around us. You know, by doing, getting this transformation, we are actually bringing peace in our hearts and within our families and around us. Isn't this so beautiful? This is so meaningful way of living. We are not focusing on who is giving us a value, but rather we are focusing on the value that the Father in heaven is giving each one of us because we are valuable, because he is giving us so much of value. While everybody around us is busy in their daily works dealing with the world, we have sincerely come and sit, sat down in the presence of the Lord. Each one of us with our hearts uh, have stood in front of the Lord and this is important for God and this is so important for God. This is pleasing Him because we are, have come in the presence of Lord with His fear in our hearts. We want to change the way we have been living. Let's read Psalms 147.11 Psalms 147, 11 verse don't forget this verse it's if you can remember please keep that as a verse that you always want to meditate upon um
1: 147 verse 11 no the lord's delight is in those who fear him those who put their hope in his unfailing love
0: this is this is what we all are doing right now we are showing a passion In learning, understanding God's heart, we are all saying, Lord, I want to be the way you want me to be. I want to please you. And God is very happy with this kind of attitude. He favors such people, right? Because we are waiting upon him. Hence, this word that we are listening today is going to judge each one of us. Let's understand The judge of all earth, who is the father in heaven, he will never judge with any kind of injustice. There is justice with him and he will definitely judge based on the way we are doing. So let's see the second point, judge of all the earth. Second point is judge of all the earth. Genesis 18th chapter, 25th verse. Genesis eighteen twenty five.
1: Uh-huh, yep. Genesis 18, 25. Surely you wouldn't do such a thing, destroying the righteous along with the wicked. Why, you would be treating the righteous and the wicked exactly the same. Surely you wouldn't do that. Surely not the judge of all the earth do oh sorry should not the judge of all the earth do what is right
0: yes should not the judge of all the earth the father in heaven do what is right just because the whole there there is a group a bunch of people who are continuously rejecting your word yes you will come down to judge each one of us would you not judge us in a just way that is what Abraham is asking Abraham he was confident That he was walking according to the word of God. He was confident that he showed obedience to God all the time. In the times of testing, in the times of uh, need. And whenever there was a situation, Abraham continued to show obedience to the Father in heaven. That's why he is saying, yes, judge of all earth will come and judge based on our righteousness. Now, this righteousness that was there in Abraham was very clearly portrayed in the the whole book of Genesis. So, Abraham was saying, yes, God will judge me based on the way I have been doing things. So, what are we doing? Now, let's examine and see the works that we are doing every single day. Do we stand in this righteousness of Abraham? Do we... Can we have that confidence and say that, Lord? I know you will, ju- you will judge in a just manner, and I am righteous in your sight. I have no sin in me. Hence, my the way you judge me will always be with justice. We should be able to say that. So the way we can be judged is by the Father in heaven, who is the judge of all the earth. Let's read Job 8:20.
1: Job 8, verse 20. Mm -hmm. But look, God will not reject a person of integrity, nor will he lend a hand to the wicked.
0: Yes, a man who lives with integrity, irrespective of where he is, not really expecting people to appreciate him, to that, that kind of a person, for sure, god will give judgment fairly we might see in this world we might see there are people who are living in a wicked manner but still their lives may seem to be good let's not judge it's not our job to us what we see we might look everything superficially but we don't know what what is happening within their lives There is one very good saying. I'm sure Debbie must be knowing this. Do not judge the book
1: by by its cover.
0: Let's not judge anybody. Let's not even focus on them. It should be none of our business. Let's focus on our own, own mistakes. You know, there are so many things that we have to focus on. So let's focus on that. The judge of all earth, he will give the right judgment in the right way right let's read isaiah 3rd chapter 10th
1: and 11th verses isaiah 3 10 and 11 tell the godly that all will be well for them they will enjoy the rich reward they have earned but the wicked are doomed for they will get exactly what they deserve
0: look at this word it is clearly saying you endure. You just hold on to that truth that you're holding on to and continue till the end because godly is what you will be called. Righteous is what you will be called and you will have all goodness in your life. You will have a rich reward. Whereas the wicked who have rejected the word, who always contest and argue about the word, you know, people speak whatever they want. My question to them is, okay, you speak the way you're speaking, fine. But tell me, can you promise an eternal life? Can you guarantee an eternal life to me? Can you show the truth that is with you, which has given you a reward and a fruit, based on which you are coming and contesting with me about what I'm believing? They choose They choose a scripture. I had an an experience. I had a friend who contested with me who showed one verse. I think it was from John 14 chapter where it said that I am going and I will send a helper to you. Now, this helper, he interpreted that to be the Muslims at Muhammad. So he said, okay, this helper is Muhammad and this is what it is. Whereas he didn't go to that next verse that is there in the Bible, which said that helper is the Holy Spirit. Now, what do we do about it? If we don't know the scriptures, we can be confused. We get confused with people who come and base their arguments based on what they pick from here and there. That is why we have to refer back to the Bible scriptures, validate what people are speaking, have the truth with us never you know what what i strongly believe is a person who is holding the truth will never go into arguments he will never contest with anybody will never go and question anybody's faith a person who really holds the truth will always want everyone to be happy everybody to be in a good life They will only show love. They will never point out anybody. This is the attitude of Christ because he did not point out any mistake in any of us. He showed his love and he only said, come back to me repent and I will give you forgiveness because I am the way, I am the life. This is simple. This is the way we all have to live. And if we are able to live like this, We are the ambassadors of Christ. We are those people who are being ambassadors and leading people towards Christ. We are connecting people towards God. Our lives will talk. Our lives will be that good news, right? So this judge of all earth, let him do his job. Let us not interfere with what he has to do. Let's not be the people to contest. Let's not be the people to judge anybody's faith. All what we can do is help people to connect to the truth by the way we live. Only by my faith, my experiences, the way I transform, my life should speak volumes to people around me, right? This is very important for all of us. And hence, when when we start living like this, that word, which is the son of God, even that word will be given the authority. So third point is the purpose of the word. The son of God has the authority to judge us. Son of God has the authority to judge us. Let's read to Timothy fourth chapter one and two.
1: Second Timothy. 4, 1 and 2. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching.
0: This is what the word is telling each one of us, because Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, will come and judge us. He will judge based upon whether we have listened to the word of God. This word that is that he is going to judge, keeping us in front of that word, will actually has to come and rebuke us, should encourage us, should keep us, Moving, moving forward. You know, that is why if you remember, all the word that we have, learned, we have been hearing till now has always told us one simple message. Do not give up on God. Do not give up on me. God is saying, don't give up on me. Give up on your weakness. Why do you give up on me? Your weakness will not give you the peace that I can give you. So don't give up on me give up on your weakness, give up on that which is troubling you. Don't give up on me who only wants to give you happiness, right? That is what the word should constantly keep taught to us. This preach, the word of God, that preaching should be by the way I live. Now, when I'm coming and telling you or sharing the word, now you, Debbie, Dan and grandma, you are, have been observing us for almost, what, how many years? Four years now? At least three. Three, four years? 2018? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So 18 to 21, three years. Have you seen any inconsistency in us of what we spoke in 18 to what we're speaking to the 21? You're seeing our lives. Our lives are transparent. We have said the same thing in 2018. We are saying the same in 2021. So that's preaching to you. Our lives should preach to you. Our lives outside the word of God should not be way different from what I'm talking to you right now. Our lives should be preaching. We should not preach with our knowledge. No, The, the word of God should be lived and taught. Be prepared. Whether the time is favorable or not, when coronavirus came, where did we? How how did we all handle? All we did is we don't want to look at what the world is facing. We are going to look at the Lord, and He will protect us. We didn't get scared of the situation around us. We said, Lord, we believe in you, and I'm focusing on you. That's it. If it is Your will. Let the coronavirus, I be tested positive. That doesn't shake my faith that I have on you. Whether I get a positive or negative does not change my faith in you is what I focused on. When I did this, there was no fear in me. This is what God is saying. Whether the time is favorable or not, you be prepared. Be prepared. Like Job was prepared. Job told his wife, What? Is is he God only if everything is going well with us? If just because something is not going well with us does does he change from being God? No. What God can do is always right. Our situations should not judge who God is. God should judge the way we handle ourselves during our situations. God should judge us based on the way we conduct. That's why I'm telling you all Do not get afraid of these situations. These situations which will come and go should not snatch away that eternal life that he has prepared for us. This is his promise. This is his promise. His promise is you will not have a second death. His promise is you will have an eternal life because you have heard to that eternal word that has been with me from the beginning. This means... He's giving you an assurance. This is what we are all believing in him, right? Let's read Matthew 25th chapter, no, sorry, Revelations 22, 12.
1: Revelations 22, verse 12. Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds.
0: According to their deeds. The way we live today, based on that, we will be judged. Very important. Today, the Lord indicated something that I want to share with all of you. He said, all of you who are heartfully receiving the word of God, all of you who are willingly accepting the rebuke and the word that is coming to you, I'm coming soon, you will get invitations. And don't worry, you will get enough signs about me coming, about me coming to you. This is what the Lord spoke. He he will not leave any of us. Trust me, this is the truth, which means we have even more bigger hope than anybody, at least for us at this point of time, which means we can continue our endurance, the walk of faith in the Lord with more and more belief in him because he's assuring about that eternal life. And finally, the fourth point, the judgment that is going to come upon us. The fourth point, judgment that is going to come upon us. Let's read John 3rd chapter 16 to 21.
1: John 16
0: Third, three.
1: Oh, sorry, say it again. John.
0: Three, 16.
1: John, chapter three, verse 16. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life.
0: Son of God is nothing but the word of God, right? Now replace son of God with word. For God loved the world so much that he gave his word to us so that everyone who believes in that word will not perish but have eternal life. Is this not linked to 1st Peter 4th chapter 17th verse that we just read? Which means we are believing in this word that is coming and talking to us. This is the way we will, be, we will be judged. Now let's read 17th verse. Verse 17.
1: God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him.
0: Through him. Lord Jesus Christ, which is the word of God. Word. Let there be light. That word came in as Lord Jesus Christ. And this was sent to us so that we can be saved. And let's read 19, 18 now.
1: 18 and 19. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil.
0: Yes, that means they, people want to continue to sin. Whereas Romans 6 chapter, first and second verses are saying, what shall we say then? Will you continue to sin because the grace is in abundance? Yes, grace is in abundance. That's why the word is coming to you. So that it can let you understand, realize what you're doing. And based on your deeds, you will be judged is what Revelations 22nd chapter 12th verse is clearly saying. Revelation 22nd chapter 12th verse is talking about the, the, the way we all will be captured when the rapture happens. And that's when we will be judged. So whatever are our actions, we will be judged by it. Now, if you read here, 19th verse, it says judgment is based on this fact God's light came into the world, but people loved darkness more than light. That means people have been complacent. When the word is coming to us, we still ignore and continue to live the way we have been living. That means you like darkness more than light for their actions were evil, it says. And what does 20 say? All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for the fear of their sins will be exposed. This is the answer for all of us. Why people keep arguing when the truth comes to them? Why people deny? Why people always have you know reasons for not listening to the word of God, listening to the truth, is because their sins will be exposed. Which means, you know, today what, what it talks about all of us We are those people who who are more than willing to accept our sins. God bless you all. Because today it's not me, but he is speaking. He is speaking a testimony about each one of you. The willingness that you show, the wholehearted acceptance that you show. You are not afraid about your sins being exposed. But each one of you who are sitting here today are willing to expose your sins and tell, Lord, look, this is what I have in me. I don't want to live like this. I want to please you. I want to have the fear of God and not the fear of man in me. You know, that is why he is happy about you. This, This is what we all have to be. You know, today, you have to just go back home with greater confidence saying, Thank you, Lord, because I like you to see my sins and punish me if you think I have to be punished. But I know when you punish, you still take care of me because you don't want me to be punished and getting getting into pain. God never pushes us into pain. Please believe this. Even when during pain, he comforts us. That is God and that is his love. And what does 21 say? But those who do what is right, come to light. This is about you all today. This is about each one of you. Name yourselves. But those who do what is right, come to light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. That's it. We all have to go back home today very happily saying, thank you, Lord. You have recognized our hearts. Proverbs 28, 13 says, Those who confess their sins, they will find mercy, which means God's light is what all of us like. That's why we are confessing our sins. And what are we, you know what we are doing by doing this? For last verse, 1 Corinthians 11, chapter 31. one. First Corinthians 11, 21. 31. Oh, 31.
1: But if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way.
0: Yeah. If we can examine ourselves, we know what we are doing. Lord, I have anger in me. Lord, Lord I have ego in me. There is pride in me. You don't, then God will not have that opportunity to tell me that Jaya, you have ego in you, but you're not confessing because. I am confessing my problem, my sin to God even before he is doing it. Hence, what, what he is saying here, you will you, because you are examining yourself, you would not be judged by God the way he will judge others. So why do we bother about how others are living? It's none of our business. Pointing mm-hmm. out mistakes in others is a ty- waste of time for us. That one minute we use to look at others and judge them. Let's invest that one minute on our own self to identify our own mistakes. Because we don't have time. It's very limited time that we all have in our hands. So this little time that we have, the way we can redeem it in a best way is to focusing on self-development, improving our own self. Where are the fine tunings? Let me think in a right way. Let me take everything positively. Let me speak less. The words that come out of our mouth are the ones which will condemn us, which will be used against us. So let me control the words that I'm speaking. Let me behave well. Why should I see others and get influenced and behave like them? If they are behaving, they don't know God, but I know God. So let me behave the way my father has instructed me to be. This will help us to develop our own self. And that's how God is saying in the 32nd chapter C, uh, sorry, 32nd verse it says, yet when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned along with the world. That means today God is speaking of his favor. His favor is, Because we are willingly accepting the rebuke from him, he is immediately giving us his judgment so that we can be disciplined by him today itself. Rather than getting disciplined later or being condemned later the way he would condemn the world. Never forget 1 Corinthians 11 chapter 32nd verse. That's why for all of us, based on the way we we are acting today, based on the way we behave today, the judgment is happening now itself. That's why 1 Peter 4 chapter 17th verse clearly says the judgment, the time is now. We are all in that time. Let's thank God for that wonderful way of helping us discipline so that You know why he is disciplining us today? Because he knows all of us have to be with him in that eternity. Right? Finally, First Peter, second chapter, one to third verses. First Peter two, one to
1: three.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So get rid of all evil behavior, be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment, now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness.
0: Amen. Cry out for this kind of nourishment, pure spiritual milk from the Father. He's saying, leave all that. Leave what all you have been carrying as burdens on you till today. Leave all of those aside and walk with this freshness like newborn babies. Newborn babies will not bother who is around them. Newborn babies are always focusing upon their own self. Newborn babies are minding their own business. Newborn babies are like, next, okay, this thing has happened. Now, next, I need to do my next job. Next is sleep, get up, drink my milk, then sleep, then get up. Milk and sleep. This is the routine of a newborn baby. And God is saying be like that. Eat the word of God. Go back into the world. Sleep in the world. Not in the world. In the world, if you are sleeping, that means no matter what happens around you, whether people are yelling at you, people are pointing out at you, people are speaking bad about you, people are insulting you, because you are sleeping in the world, you will not see anything. You will not hear anything. You won't be influenced. Then come back, drink the spiritual milk, and then go back. So this is how God wants us to be. Newborn babies, he will first fill us with nourishment. And once we have enough nourishment, then he will prepare us to eat meat. That is what God wants to do. So today, we understood how the judgment will begin in our lives. Because we have heard this word today, let's make sure that the word that is judging us is coming to help us to discipline. Hence, let's submit and surrender to this word. Let's pray.